Fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I'm going to try to keep my cool today. I'm going to try and not get too terribly upset. I'm going to try my darndest not to get too fired up on the program today. We may have to do a Voice of Reason meditation session just to try and calm down. Why? Because why the heck not? <laughs> we got a lot to get to today. I don't know how we're going to cram it all in. I truly don't know how to cover all this content in a one-hour program. So we'll do the best that we can. Welcome into The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio and TV, live streaming, podcasting. You can find us all on there. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. Welcome in. We have Dr. Lee Gross coming on the program at the bottom of the hour. Super excited to chat with him as we talk about trying to reform health care. He is with the Doctors for Patient Care Foundation. We'll have more information on that in just a little bit. Can we reform health care? Can we reform it in a positive manner? And can we actually get back to the basics of, you know, I don't know, taking care of people? For example, making sure that people are taken care of in a way where we can make them be cured or treated as opposed to just masking things with pills and medication and be like, all right, come back next month when it wears out and we'll check your medication again. So we'll touch on that here in just a little bit. Welcome and you can find us all over our live streaming, radio, TV, live streaming uh, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, twitch.tv, also on ourfreedombook.com, Instagram, TikTok, and I think that's all of them. Also on the website at whosyourreason.com, as you can find us on there. Subscribe to all of those as well, and we appreciate that very much. What to talk about first today? Uh, first off, we have the Mike Lindell uh, com- convention, the cyber symposium that's going on right now. I've listened to a little bit of it. Now, I kind of had it on for, I don't know, maybe a half hour in the background. And at the time that I had listened, I didn't hear anybody actually talking. I just heard Mike Lindell kind of going on about people attacking him on social media. So that part of it wasn't the most inf- uh, the most uh, informational part of the entire thing. But we'll see if there's actually... I've heard that it's really great. Like the actual speakers, people they are giving content, I heard is really good. I just didn't see that part. I saw Mike Lindell saying how he didn't eat anything today and how he was attacking people on social media and calling out media for trying to come up and question him on things. So I'll listen to, hopefully they record this thing, because I want to go back and actually listen to parts of it later on as well. So hopefully there's a recording. I do know that they actually have tried to block the stream of it and hackers have been trying to get in to stop it. And he's got like three or four different backups of the stream. So that, and he's on like number three right now with how many people have tried to shut down the live stream. So I find that kind of interesting too. And, but outside of that, I don't have a whole lot of information. I don't know. I haven't been able to watch it. I haven't been able to pay attention to it, whether there's actual legitimate information or there or not. I'm sure there is. I've heard from individuals that have been able to watch it and pay attention to it, that there has been some really interesting information, but I just haven't had a chance to watch it. So I'll try to watch some of that tonight. Apparently, if you are going to watch any of it, I've heard that there's going to be a major announcement at 7 o'clock tonight. Now, he's in Central Time, so I'm assuming that's going to be 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll have to see. So if you have a chance to jump on and watch the live stream, do that around that time tonight. 
see what he has to say. Because he's trying to tease some big announcement, we'll see what type of big announcement that is. At the same time, we do have some other breaking news going on today in the latest in What's Trending. What's trending today? So what's trending today is now we have, again, Republicans officially selling out the American people with a new infrastructure package. And that's exactly what I mean. They sold us out. They are crooks. They are fools. They have no clue what they're doing. They need to be voted out of office. And it's a shame. They should be ashamed of what they've done to the American uh, people by voting for this infrastructure package. Shame for them even discussing it all the way back when. You know that when Democrats have a semi-majority in one chamber and a majority in the other chamber, and they really get all that they want to, you would think as Republicans we would be like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want to go along with your agenda. I don't want to do your thing. I don't want to spend trillions of dollars of money in in American taxpayer money on crap. I don't want to spend it on that. I'm telling you, I'm going to have to like try and keep myself calm today because this is infuriating to me. I'm done with it. I'm absolutely up. Oh, we worked on this infrastructure plan in the committee. We've cut out a lot of the porculous stuff. We didn't want to do a whole lot of the green energy things where it's going to be strictly infrastructure. To the tune of a trillion dollars where the real infrastructure is going to be anywhere like $300 billion out of it. The rest of it's going to be like uh, broadband internet for uh, rural parts of the country. It's going to be for trying to go after cryptocurrency transactions. It's going to be trying to increase technology for items including broadband access. This is according to CNBC. Uh, infrastructure items including broadband access programs, not infrastructure. Electric vehicle charging stations, not infrastructure. And cybersecurity. Look, if we have a cybersecurity issue, which I believe we do, and we need to focus on that, does that need to be in an infrastructure package, or should that be part of military and homeland security? This is stupid why they're just throwing this garbage in there just because they want to spend as much money as they possibly can. That should be part of the military and the Pentagon and homeland security. It should not be part of a generalized infrastructure package to be like, we need to focus on... Electric vehicle charging stations and cybersecurity. That's not the way this works. Now, I ask you, 19 Republicans that supported this bill, including Mitch McConnell, who's supposed to, by the way, be leading the Republican Party into a conservative platform. Shame on you. Roy Blunt from Missouri. Richard Byrne, North Carolina. These are all Republicans, by the way, supporting the bill. Shelley Moore Capito from uh, West Virginia. Bill Cassidy from Louisiana. Susan Collins, Kevin Kramer, uh, Deb Fisher, Lindsey Graham, Chuck Grassley. Lindsey Graham, not surprising. He tried to be Mr. Conservative when Trump was in there, and now he's fallen back to his old habits again. Apparently, the ghost of John McCain is trying to haunt him to tell him what to do again. Chuck Grassley, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, Lisa Murkowski, Rob Portman from Ohio. James Rich, uh, Mitt Romney, Dan Sullivan, Tom Tillis, and Roger Wicker, along with some couple others there as well. Those are the 19 that voted for this infrastructure deal. Now, what happens to this? Andy, is it all done? No, it goes to the House of Representatives. Are they going to pass it? Damn straight they're going to pass it. It's a House of Representatives that's run by at least 30 Republican or 30 Democrat majority in that House that's going to pass it very easily. So essentially Republicans, 19 Republicans who felt like you're working in a bipartisan manner, holding hands, singing Kumbaya in the nice uh, festering place that is the cesspool of Washington, D.C. I'm glad that you felt like working with other not-so-desirables of society in order to feel good about yourself. But what did you actually do? Did you hype it up as some great bipartisan plan to actually think that we're working together and singing Kumbaya? You did. Is it going to work that way? No. What's going to happen? It's going to go to the House of Representatives. Now, the House of Representatives can easily pass this bill 
but they're not going to right now. Why, Andy? Why? Because they're holding it as collateral. The latest from, again, CNBC as well, is that Nancy Pelosi will not be passing this bill yet, as they say that they're going to hold on to it until the Senate passes the $3.5 trillion budget bill that we have no idea what's in it. According to CNBC, the budget plan recommends congressional committees craft the pieces of Democrats' bill by September 15th, days before the House returns from from its August recess. Speaker Nancy Pelosi has stressed that she will not take up either plan until the Senate passes both of them. So again, the mob, again, the terrorists, and yes, I do call them that in a sense of financial destruction in the country, the financial terrorists of this nation, because that's exactly what they are, and I don't care what you say, are going to not pass either bill until the Senate passes both bills as well. You need to pass the trillion-dollar infrastructure package that we kind of cut a little bit out of to make you feel special like you're actually getting something out of this. Republicans aren't getting anything out of it. Democrats are still getting all of it. But you can feel like you've made us compromise a little bit. And then you need to pass our $3.5 trillion budget plan. What's in that, Andy? Let me tell you what's in that one. The $3.5 trillion budget plan is not the 12 appropriations bills that we're supposed to constitutionally do by breaking up our budget into 12 different sections. That's not the case. It's a one big omnibus trillion dollar, $3.5 trillion budget plan that expands family and medical leave, socialist program, buildup of child care programs, socialist program, extension of household tax credits, including enhanced child tax credit implementation during the pandemic. When is the pandemic over? It's open for discussion. Therefore, like we mentioned and we've called since the beginning of this program, it is now going to permanentize the enhanced child tax credit implementation, meaning you'll get your direct deposit from your child's tax credit in your bank account every single month, and it will not end at the end of this year because the pandemic will not be over by the end of this year. And as long as they continue it to be categorized as a quote-unquote pandemic, it's going to be continued to be direct deposited into your account. The pandemic will never be over as they extend that household child tax credit. An expansion of Medicare benefits, including dental vision and hearing, along with reduction in the Medicare eligibility age. Great. We're going to expand what you can qualify for under Medicare, and we're going to expand the age eligibility to lower it so more people can get on it because that's totally 100% financially feasible for the nation right now that's $23, $24, 25000000000000 trillion in debt. You know... That's cool. We can totally, we'll lower the age to more people qualify, and then we'll also include dental vision and hearing in there. That's a great plan for some type of solid foundation to make sure we're stable financially. An extension of increase of the Affordable Care Act subsidies. What? I know. An extension of Obamacare, for those of you that don't, don't, well, don't know what the Affordable Care Act actually is. Universal pre-K is in this $3.5 trillion Budget plan, universal, pre-K, you don't have to pay for pre-kindergarten, preschool, all that child stuff. Tuition-free community college is included in this $3.5 trillion budget plan. Tax incentives and grants to encourage the adoption of green energy manufacturing and transportation. Again, not going to let the private market kind of adapt to where it's economically feasible for the vast majority of the population. We're going to force it through incentives and grants to the federal government that we don't have the money for, but we're going to go ahead and do. Polluters fees on methane and carbon. Now, I don't know the details. This is from CNBC, so it's a generalization, but a pollution fee on methane and carbon 
If you own a farm and you have cattle or any type of livestock, you're now going to pay for a methane fee for having them flatulate into the air. If you drive a vehicle, if you own a business, if you have a smokestack with manufacturing, you're now going to be paying a carbon polluter's fee based on this bill. That includes you that drives a car to work every single day. You're going to start seeing polluters' fees coming out of that, I'm assuming. Consumer rebates to encourage clean energy and weatherization in homes. You update your home, you're going to get some nice rebates on that one. Funding to increase the number of electric vehicles in the federal fleet. All of this included in that $3.5 trillion budget plan that's sitting in the Senate now that Nancy Pelosi is dangling on the infrastructure plan for this nice success of the Biden administration, for the holding hands singing Kumbaya of 19 Republicans and all the socialists in the country working together, wanting to move this country backwards, although they call it forwards, and we won't even look at it or bring it up onto the floor until you pass. This $3.5 trillion socialist budget. This is not a budget. This is nothing more than an extreme left-wing socialist takeover of this nation. They are expediting their plans. They are putting it on steroids. They're jacking up the energy drinks right now. And they're taking their level from a long-term goal of taking over through this new FDR-style socialism to a high-speed, let's get the energy drinks, let's jack up some you-know-what, and let's make some things happen here because that's the expedited process they want now. We will not look at passing the infrastructure bill till you pass this $3.5 trillion budget that is littered with socialist programs because now it's time and you have to pass that because we have all the control now, according to the Democrats. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show don't worry about it there's plenty of ways to catch the program and here's how you can do it first make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station we're here for you second subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites youtube and itunes spotify and google play tune in podbean and more have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device last visit our website at hoosierreason.com you can listen to the podcast catch our special features and more it's the voice of reason on radio tv and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic 
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I'm really trying. I'm really trying to be calm today, but it's just not working. Looking at this budget, and they're considering it. They're considering it. Now, the problem is it's going to pass. There's not going to be any changes. There's not going to be any issues with this $3.5 trillion budget that they're going to be held up with. Again, the gun being pointed at the heads of the Senate, including the Republicans. It felt like they were working all nice and close and wonderful with the Democrats in their bipartisan manner, holding hands, singing kumbaya. They're now having the gun pointed at their head. You know why? Because with a budget like that, you only need 51 votes. You do not need the filibuster supermajority of 60 votes in order to pass the budget. They need 51 51. They have 50. They get one Republican. You get Susan Collins. You get Lisa Murkowski. You get Ben Sass from Nebraska. You get Mitt Romney. I mean, you get one of those yahoos to vote for it. And boom, you got your 51. You pass this $3.5 trillion. And again, it's not a budget. It's not a budget. It is an FDR-styled socialist Green New Deal bailout for the nation of three and a half trillion dollars we don't have that we don't need that gives universal pre-k that gives tuition free community college it expands social programs like medicare and medicaid it expands paid family and medical leave it, 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 it expands child programs and you just hate the children no it's not the government's role i know that's a trigger for some i know i know but that's a trigger oh i gotta calm down we, we really need to Let's try this. Everybody take a break. It's the Voice of Reason studio. Welcome in. Namaste. We try to take deep breaths in. Realize the Democrats have no idea what they're talking about. Breathe out. Everybody breathe in. Try to realize that Democrats really do truly want to destroy this nation with their Democrat left-wing progressive policies. And then breathe out. Everybody. Everybody breathe in. Realize that maybe, just maybe, like, you know, they could pass these budgets or not pass the budgets and everything will crumble in front of their eyes and they'll have to start from scratch and pass a trillion dollar federal budget all together instead of three and a half trillion dollars. Breathe out. Yeah, it's a little unrealistic, but at least we tried. We tried to make ourselves feel a little bit better on that front. But while this is going on at the same time, what I find ironic in all of this there's a little bit of media coverage. Obviously, they're excited about the infrastructure deal. They're trying not to show the fact that Nancy Pelosi is going back to her old controlling style ways of saying, yeah, we'll pass that if you pass our budget as well. And you pass both of those things, then we'll look at it on this side because we have all the control and power. Uh, while all of that's going on and they're trying to suppress the news of this and their giddiness of trying to you know, financially bankrupt the nation, at the same time, now the big news, of course, and the other story of what's trending... What's trending today is the fact that they're trying to focus on, except for CNN, of course, because, of course, his brother's being on CNN, that Andrew Cuomo officially is stepping down as the governor of the state of New York. I think that given the circumstances, the best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. And therefore, that's what I'll do, because I work does it, I, I got to admit, I've never heard him actually speak before. I've seen him. I've read the articles about him. I know of him. I've never actually heard him speak before. Does he sound like a tool? Just, and I think the best thing is to step down right now because nobody likes me. For you. And doing the right thing is doing the right thing for you. <laughs> because as we say, it's not about me. It's about we. Kathy Hochul, my lieutenant governor, is smart and competent. 
This transition must be seamless. We have a lot going on. I'm very worried about the Delta variant. The Delta variant. And so should you be. But she can come up to speed quickly. And my resignation will be effective in 14 I'm not days. even making fun of New York accents because I love people from New York. And I have a lot of friends with a very thick New York accent and Italian accent. But this guy just sounds like a, I don't even know what. Good golly. Do you think there's a timing issue on this as well? They've had this stuff for over a year, but now all of a sudden he's being booted out of office and he steps down before an impeachment. The timing to me is a little particular. Not saying that he didn't do it, because I think he is a bit of a sleaze guy like that, but the timing's kind of odd, don't you think? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Halfway through the program already goes by way too fast. We're trying to get all this in here. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5 pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. We are all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. You can find us on there with the uh, handle at Hoosier Reason. Also the website at HoosierReason.com. That's what we're about. I, I didn't mean to make fun of... Well, I did kind of mean to make fun of Andrew Cuomo in that clip. He just sounds like a tool. I'm sorry. I've never heard him speak before. I've obviously know of him. I've read him. I've never heard an actual audio clip of the guy. But the fact that he's stepping down around... A little weird, isn't it? Kind of a weird timing. I mean, they've had the information for a year. Now, all of a sudden, it's a big issue. Come on, man. I mean, obviously, they had to wait for the right position of power to think about what they're going to do afterwards. He obviously just destroyed the whole COVID thing with putting sick people into nursing homes. That went over really well, and he can't really deflect from that one while he talks about being for the people. It's not about me. It's about we, which is a really dumb slogan anyway. So uh, he did make an announcement that he's stepping down in two weeks and uh, let the powers be as they are as uh, the Democrats desperate to stay in control of the state of New York. At the same time, as we've been talking about, we have the federal budget being released and going over to the Senate side where Nancy Pelosi says that she will not even pick up or look at the infrastructure bill that will pass easily in a Democrat-run House of Representatives until the Senate also passes the $3.5 trillion budget plan that includes uh, the expansion of Medicare programs for dental and vision, also lowering the age of eligibility for Medicare. It increases Affordable Care Act subsidies with uh, the universal Obamacare programs there. Also incentivizes some other things as well. It's not a 
budget. It's a socialist left-wing propaganda piece, and Nancy Pelosi's holding it over our head to pass in order for us to look bipartisan, sing kumbaya, and hold hands by passing an infrastructure package that's going to be beneficial to the Biden administration. So uh, to talk about all that and more as we look at reforming health care, what can we do to actually make health care work for us? Because I don't know about you, but... It's not really working right now, and they seem to continue to want to push it further and further and further to the left. What can we do to actually reform healthcare and make this better as we get into our latest in What's Trending? What's Trending Today? And I'm super excited to have on the program with us today to talk about some of this and more. He is the president of Docs for Patient Care Foundation. You can find them at D, uh, DC4 Patient Foundation. Uh, or D's, uh, I have the website right here. I should probably look at it. D4PCFoundation.org. Also owner of Epiphany Health as well. It's Dr. Lee Gross with us here. Doctor, how are you, my friend? I am outstanding, Andy. How are you? I am doing great. I really appreciate you coming on the program today uh, with that little teaser with what we're looking at with this potential federal budget with the expansion of Medicare programs, lowering the age of eligibility for Medicare, expanding some of the services with it, more focus on Obamacare and this affordable health care. Uh, from your perspective, is that going to help the health care industry? Is that going to hurt the health care industry moving forward if something like that passes? Oh, thank goodness they're going to throw more money at it because, you know, it's working so well. Uh, so I was listening to you talk, and went, oh, we're just going to flush more money into these programs. You know, I think you know, what, what we definitely learned from, from the rollout of Obamacare is that health coverage is not health care. You know, simply handing somebody an insurance card uh, and telling them they're covered, now go ahead and, now, now go ahead and try to use it. Uh, you know, so you're, you're expanding Medicaid and nobody takes, nobody takes Medicaid and the doctors accept Medicaid. And then you're handing people these insurance cards that have these $5,000, $7,000, $8,000 deductibles. Essentially, these people are all uninsured. Yeah. You know, and as the government is taking over more and more real estate and cover, you know, in, in the healthcare market, you know, now they're going to take over your dental practices. They're going to take over your eye, your, your vision practices. Uh, and just when you thought, you know, the, the free market and the competition in the eyeglass world and stuff starts to get more and more affordable, um, they're going to take it over and the, and the, the prices on all of these things that, that people are now paying cash for is going to go crazy overnight. It's unfortunate. Now, I've heard and we've had this debate where I'm based out of here in, in the state of Kansas where we've tried to explain our Medicaid program here in the state. And so far, they haven't been able to do it on that side. But from what I've heard from doctors and individuals with that are actually on disability, that need disability services, that it's already hard to find doctors that accept Medicare and Medicaid because they don't get reimbursed nearly quite as much that they're actually backlogged, they kind of have to run through the mill sort of thing, the quality ends up going down. I mean, is that essentially what we see with government programs with both Medicare and or Medicaid as more people try to jump onto these services? That's absolutely what you see. I mean, if, if you, you know, Medicaid is a safety net. Uh, Medicaid was designed as a, as a safety net. And I think it, it's, it's appropriate for the government to have a, a safety net for the people that need it. But when you're putting able-bodied people that are able to work, that are able to to get benefits, able to afford some health care, to put them into the safety net for the for the indigent and the disabled just uh, makes it harder for the indigent and disabled to actually access care. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. While they say it's for the individual, it actually makes it harder. Like you mentioned, it's harder for the individual to get proper care. Now we see things of like the opioid issue where that's on the increase. Is that because of this as well? Is that a byproduct? Because we don't have time to do the test to make sure what's really wrong here. Here's a pill and some painkillers. Come back to us if the problem can persists. I mean, that's kind of the healthcare industry now. 
Well, yes, and then also the you know the government introducing the pain as your fifth vital sign and making sure that the patients are absolutely happy and the doctors being scored and rated and paid uh, based upon patient satisfaction. Well, there's nothing more satisfied than a patient seeking pain medicine that leaves with a bunch of pills, mm. uh, especially if you're giving the, the doctor five to seven minutes to, to for an office visit in order to to satisfy that. Uh, but you know what we saw with the passage of the Affordable Care Act is it really did. did insert more and more barriers and obstacles between the doctors and the patients. Uh, and where, you know, if you're looking to, to fix healthcare, if you're looking for solutions in healthcare, I think we probably would all agree that there are three main pillars that we're trying to accomplish. You're trying to increase quality, increase choice, and decrease cost. Those are the three things that we're trying to do. Yeah. There is no way on earth a government program, a top-down, centrally controlled program, could ever accomplish all three of those things. The only way you're going to ever accomplish all three of those things is in free market competition where doctors are actually competing uh, for the patients and the patients are shopping and controlling with their own dollars. When you pass the Affordable Care Act, what it did was it created so much complexity that the doctors had to sell their practices. They could not keep up with the regulatory burden uh, and the bureaucracy of the system that was created around them. So it actually drove consolidation. Uh, as I'm sure you're seeing in, in Wichita, is that you know physician practices are being gobbled up by hospitals. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're consolidation, you're decreasing your choice, and you're actually increasing the costs. So you have a doctor, maybe a cardiologist, that might have been independent one day. Yep. The hospital acquires them, and all of a sudden the service that you could have gotten for $150 is now $800 because the hospital owns the practice. Exactly. I'm so glad you mentioned because that was my next question. I mean, the small mom and pops, uh, we used to go to – uh, not even a specialist, just a general physician, just a family physician, you know, older individual that just had his, his, his practice, and they can't sustain what's going on. They've ended up closing down. I mean, how many small small clinics have you seen shut down? Not even specialists, just general practitioners that just had to shut down because they can't afford what's going on. Independent private practice is, is or at least it was a dinosaur, uh, until we did things like I did in, in my practice here in southwest Florida where we stopped accepting insurance. We, we have a direct primary care practice here, uh, which is a subscription-based primary care program where we uh, charge a, a, a nominal monthly fee, which is $75 a, a, an adult for an adult, uh, $30 for one child, and $15 for each additional child. And after that, everything we do in the office is included. So there's no insurance, there's no copays, there's no deductibles, uh, and we don't charge for anything that we do in the office. So unlimited technology visits, unlimited in-office testing and procedures. Uh, and so we've gotten the the government out of the way. Since we opened our practice in Florida about 11 years ago, uh, there are now about 2,000 practices across the country that practice in this model, including uh, some of the pioneers in, in the practice model right there in, in Wichita. Uh, Atlas MD, Dr. Josh Umber, Dr. Doug Nunemaker uh, are excellent examples of what is possible when you get the middleman and the third parties out of the middle of the doctor-patient relationship. This is amazing. We're talking with Dr. Lee Gross. And I, again, like you're reading right off my little cue card here with my notes, because that's exactly where I wanted to go, is what is the future of healthcare with the healthcare industry that's obviously a disaster, the control from the federal government? Is it this membership-type uh, healthcare? Is it the virtual and the online uh, it's, uh, the, what is it? The you know the little uh, uh, tele telemedicine where you get on there and talk to individuals. I mean, is that going to be the future as well? But how do we look moving forward, and what can we do with this? Because obviously, doing the membership, I love this idea, and it is seems to be growing. Yeah, so I think everything that you mentioned is on the table. I mean, one of the things you know, the wonderful thing about about the Affordable Care Act is it's so bad uh, that it actually 
drove tremendous amounts of innovation. So you're actually probably seeing more innovation now in the healthcare market than you've seen in decades. Uh, so, you know, the direct primary care is the way that, that we do it, which kind of combines all of those things together into one into one practice model. But uh, you're definitely going to see a growth in telemedicine. You're seeing a growth in in sharing ministries, which are alternatives to health insurance, more affordable options, uh, Christian Health Share, Samaritan Ministries, which have been around since the 80s. Uh, but now you're seeing new innovative models pop up similar to that, like Sidera, uh, which you know does not record. It's a non-denominational uh, health sharing ministry. Wow, I love it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, more options coming out again. Finding ways to kind of divert the federal ground. We got to take a break here in just a minute. Could you stick over one more segment with us? I sure can. I, I'd love to. I'd love to continue to pick your brain on some of this because I want to re- relate this and apply this to COVID. Also, with the healthcare industry now, on what people are looking at for answers and what we're doing to try and take care of individuals, as you have mentioned, instead of just prescribing medicine, uh, many people I think really going towards alternative medicines as well and in holistic medicines and holistic healings as well. And where we're at with the industry on that one is Dr. Lee Gross. You can find him online d the number four pcfoundation.org as the president for the Docs for Patient Care Foundation, also owner of Epiphany health down there in florida changing up the way the healthcare industry is done which we drastically need we're tying it with the federal budget three and a half trillion dollars for this budget as we see an expansion of these federal programs an expansion of obamacare expansion of medicare and medicaid is that the answer or is this alternative the answer because guess what whenever the federal government tries to do something stupid the private sector always seems to adapt and fill in that void that's much needed for many of its individuals. We'll take the break, come back here. We'll talk about some more of this when we come back here on a Tuesday for The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I really don't think that you get this much information on any other talk show. We try to jump in and cram as much of it as we possibly can into the show. Welcome into the Voice of Reason on a post-Monday celebration. That's what we're all about here on the show. We're talking with Dr. Lee Gross. You can find him online at d the number four pcfoundation.org as we talk about the alternative ways that we can actually, you know, change the healthcare system and make healthcare better. You had mentioned before about, you know, just the the prescription filling and just filling out the prescription, just the uh, running through the mill, giving medication, the pain medication coming back, you know, doing it all over again, not really solving anything, but just making the pharmaceutical company happy in some way, shape or form. Uh, Doctor, have you seen an increase in people interested or wanting to learn more about the natural healings, holistic healing? I mean, I have to admit, I have I have not gotten the COVID-19 vaccine. I'm 32 years old. I'm not getting the vaccine. I have no intention of getting the vaccine. I've been doing the, you know, I've been doing like Wim Hof breathing techniques. I do the cold therapy. I do vitamins. I do exercise and diets. You know, I, I went vegan in the last couple of weeks, which I'll, I'll talk about later on as well, trying to just increase my uh, immune system and make me healthy on a natural level. And this is coming from a guy who just tried to do a three pound burger challenge earlier. So like, you know, this vegan thing's really difficult, but um, is this a side that mo- that a lot of people are now getting to be more interested or intrigued in to say, wait a second, I don't need to listen to Fauci at the federal level, just taking a vaccine and wearing a mask and isolating myself in a bubble. I can actually do something about this. There's absolutely no question that people are, are seeking to do things more, more naturally and, and, you know, using less chemicals, using less, uh, you know, less pharmaceuticals. Uh, you know, but if you, if you look at how our healthcare system is, is designed, your doctor basically has seven minutes of time to spend with you. Mm-hmm. And of those seven minutes, about five of those minutes is, is designed with their face in the computer so that they can make sure they get paid by the insurance company or the government. So most of their attention really is meant to clicking the boxes and making mm-hmm. sure you're, you're, you're doing all of the things in order to maximize your billing so that you can treat the patient like an ATM and extract as much money out of them as possible. That's, that's how the system's designed. Sure. So in, in that setting, it takes two minutes to prescribe a medication, but it takes... 15 minutes to not prescribe a medication. Right. Uh, and so the easy button is to put somebody on a pill, you know, yeah. for diabetes, you know, treating your diabetic patient, you know, for, I can write you a pill, a prescription for your diabetes and try to artificially lower your blood sugar. Uh, that takes me a second. And I check the box and I move on to try to get you off of that medication. It takes a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of commitment. Yeah. And that's why, you know, in practices like ours and, and the ones I mentioned in, in in your community, uh, our focus is on the patient. We strip the middlemen out. We strip the bureaucracy out, and we we only focus on on the in the patient, which means we have a lot more time. Sure, we have thirty minutes per visit, an hour per visit, uh, and you know, we can become partners with with the patient and, become, and form a relationship. So where the government wants to come in with a one size fits all approach, a top down approach, they want mass production. Yeah. Uh, what we're about is is is, is mass uh, customization. We are at a point where we can customize somebody's treatment and, and recommendations down to their own individual DNA, uh, and at the same time, the government saying we have to do this all, you know, treat everybody exactly the same. Well, and that's and, why, I mean, healthcare yeah. was supposed to be that way. Like you mentioned, you know, the time for you, if it takes an hour to look at your issues, to go through your medical history, to look and see what you've taken before, what's worked, what hasn't worked, what practices you do in your personal life, what your diet's like, what your routine is, uh, trying to figure the individual, because I mean, everybody's obviously, everybody's medical ailments are personalized to them based on their environment and what they do with their life and how they live. 
And if you can solve that, then guess what? You're right. I mean, you're not getting a whole bunch of prescriptions written all the time, but you're solving someone's issues. And that's what they come there for, isn't it? In the first place, isn't it? It absolutely is, is the reason that we that we get into this. And, you know, what you're seeing, again, with, with the immense bureaucracy. Now, it took me about 10 years before, in practice, before I had had enough of, of the government getting involved in my in my practice and telling me how to treat my patients. And so I burnt out after about 10 years, and that's when I switched my practice over. But the younger people, they're burning out in residency. I mean, they've had enough of medicine before they see their first patient in, in practice, yeah. uh, which is which is a scary thing. And so, you know, when we talk about wellness, you know, how about the wellness of our doctors and our physician community that are now seeing record rates of physician suicide and burnout? You know, every time the government has a solution, they pour more layers of bureaucracy on top of that, more more paperwork that needs to be filled out, and less attention is being paid to the patient. Yeah. So, you you know, you talk about your distracted drivers that are texting and driving. You know, these doctors are, are texting and practicing medicine, uh, and, and they're taking their eye off the patient, which is, which is really uh, scary. It is and scary. And that's how... Mistakes happen. Yeah, and I think it's increased since the passage of Obamacare. I think when we've really seen an increase in a lot of this type of practicing of health care. It's Dr. Lee Gross, president of Docs for Patient Care Foundation, also the owner of Epiphany Health as well. Doctor, it's so great to have you on the program, my friend. we got to get you back on and talk some more about this. Can we do that later? Absolutely. Thank you. Hey, appreciate it all the time. Pleasure to have you on, and thank you for what you're doing for patients. Until then, I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice Reason podcast going up in a bit. Back at it on the radio tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.